Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Pakistan Cricket Podcast. I would like to apologize for the fact that I haven't done an episode yet as the Bangladesh T20 series is going on, but I just, I, I was pretty busy this week, so I, I didn't have time for it. Also, the games are at like 3 a.m. here, where I am here in Canada. <clears throat> but also, there wasn't much to talk about because it was such a, all three games were such a resounding victory that I thought it would be better to just cover it as the series is, is completed and then look forward to the test series, you know? Um, so that's, uh, that's a lot. We're, that's basically what we're going to cover in this episode. We're going to go over how the T20 series went against Bangladesh and, uh, and also, and then cover a preview for the test match, which starts tomorrow. Um, so yeah, without, uh, let's, let's just get into it. So, so Pakistan won all three games, which is good. And, 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 uh, and what was good about this actually, no, before I even start talking about this, I just want to go. I just want to give a shout out to all the people that listen to me. I know it's only like what 20 to 30 of you listen. I don't even know if it's consistently the same people, but you've helped me fall in love with the game again. Like uh, it's exciting. The T20 world cup was actually so exciting to watch as a Pakistani fan and Pakistan did pretty great. Like they didn't disappoint us. They went as they waited to the semifinals. We are one of the most consistent teams within the T20, all the T20 world cups. And I'm now even more excited for us to play in Australia. But yeah, thank you. Big shout out to all the fans that listen to me. Thank you for inspiring me to continue to make this podcast. Thank you for listening to me. And I promise to get better. And thank you for helping me fall in love with the game again. Because I really love... uh, there There was a period for a while where I wasn't really keeping up with cricket. But now I'm I'm back in full force and I'm really enjoying it and and Pakistan's got some exciting prospects and that's that was one of the good things about this series against Bangladesh is that we got to try a bunch of our uh, a bunch of our prospects that we normally probably would have just left on our bench but having just come back from this season made sense for us to just like be like yo this doesn't because this doesn't matter when it comes to the positioning for the 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 T20 World Cup in Australia because it's only it's it's next year, so there's only one year less than a year maybe even between the World Cup so so it doesn't make and, and we've already qualified so we don't have to win every game right so honestly there's a precedence over of trying to figure out what our lineup will be for our next for the next World Cup over like actually winning the games. Obviously we want to be higher seeded and all that stuff but like. I don't think it really matters as much. And so this was a good, perfect series to have after that because we get to test our strength. And if we lose, then it would like jolt us with some urgency to win. So Pakistan won all three games pretty easily. Bangladesh batted first in all three games. I don't know why. Again, based on what we've seen from the World Cup, it's batting first that seems to be our problem, especially with the opening partnership of Rizwan and Azam. We always seem like, even though we got a good score in the semifinals against Australia, we always seem 20 runs short, 15 to 20 runs short. And it and uh, against Bangladesh, like it wasn't it wasn't easy. None of these games were. Uh, I mean, oh, one of the games was easy to win because they got all out for 100. But 
the ones where they were managed to score 120 plus, which was the first and third uh, T20s, we struggled to win. And our batting, uh, our batting, our opening partnership didn't look as steady in this series, actually, which was surprising. But I'm not going to give it too much thought. Like, I trust Bobber to come good before it's too late, you know? I trust him to come good over over most of the people in our batting lineup. But the only thing I'm worried about is how fast we come out. It's just like Babar Azam and Mohamed Rizwan have limitations when it comes to their hitting ability and their power hitting. And so we are best suited to to the UE-type conditions where <clears throat> their scores on 150 plus uh, don't happen too often. Uh, or scores are usually around <clears throat> 150. You never get to 190, 200. It's perfect for our lineup, but what if it gets to 200, you know? Can we rely on Barbara Azam and Mohamed Rizwan to give us the opening partnership we need? I don't know, Laura, because they're putting too much pressure at our end, and sometimes they won't fire like in the semifinals against Australia. Because we could have got to 190 in that game, but our but like our Asif Ali and the people, the power hitters, didn't really fire, and so that's why we came up short. But in this series, like, it was hard to chase. Like, in the last 2020, it was hard to chase 127. Granted, we didn't have, like, our full team. We tried. We gave Iftikhar Ahmed another try. He hit a six off his one ball and then got out the next ball. But I think that's who we're trying to groom as the next dude uh, once Shoaib Malik and Mohamed Hafiz leave because he also spins the ball and is an all-rounder. But I just I, – I trust his bowling more than I trust his batting. So – if that's the case, I would rather go with Mohammed Nawaz, you know? So, so based on that, I think my um, my team would... Uh, the top three of our team has already been decided. Rizwan, Azam, and uh, Fakhar Zaman. Then I would have Heather Ali as four, and he played, he played well in this series. He uh, he got 45 in the last game and looked solid, and, and it wasn't easy to bat. No one found it easy. So I like the fact that he played well, even though he got out early cheaply in the first OD, first T20. But he's our future in T20. He's he's our flamboyant, flashy player that can also hit, and I like having him on our team. So, yeah, he's number four. And then the problem with this is, like, we're going to keep – since the T20 World Cup is so close, the likelihood that we keep Hafiz and Shoaib Malik is higher. But I think I would, for me, it's like you can't keep both of them. I think it's time that we, we close that door, you know? For me, it's time that we close that door and open a new door. Anyway, uh, Heather Ali, four, five, I would just, I would put Asif Ali, be like, yo, we're going to trust you and let's do it. And then, and then you can have Nawaz, uh, Shadab, Nawaz, Imad. Yeah. Shadab, Nawaz, Imad. So that's our three, three spinners. Imad and Nawaz are really good. Even though they're both left-armed spinners, I think they're different enough in their way they bowl that it would still work. And then and then you got you got 
Hassan Ali right now, but Mohamed Wasim looks good. He has had a good series. He's been economical. He's taken wickets. And I've seen some of his highlights. He's capable of hitting at the end. So you might have to put him instead of uh, instead of uh, Hassan Ali. And then you go with who's the last two people would be Shaheen and Harris Rauf, right? The good thing is it's in the next World Cup is in Australia. So Harris Rauf is going to be even better because he'll remember his great BBL stuff, which got him into the F- Pakistan team or got him national attention or international attention was how he, well he played in the Australian T20 League. So he could come good in that series and um, he could stay good because like, he's been pretty decent. He didn't have like an especially amazing series, but he's going to be good in Australia in the bounce tracks. In Australia, we might end up having to go with like a Rather than three, uh, two spinning all-rounders, we might have to go with one that's uh, a fast bowling all-rounder. So, like, th- in, in that case, both Hassan Ali and Mohamed Wasim might make it if Mohamed Wasim can prove his batting a bit. It's the only thing. We never got to see Mohamed Wasim's batting in this series because it was never needed. But he showed his bowling and he showed out. So, like, if that's the case, then you could take out Mohamed Nawaz, one of Mohamed Nawaz or Imad Wasim, probably Nawaz. And then you put in... Hassan Ali and, and Mohamed Wasim. That's pretty good. They both can still hit at the end, and we have to trust our batting lineup above that they would be able to contain it, you know? And that's that's if we get rid of both Shoaib Malik and, And Mohamed Hafiz, but I don't think we will just because of how close it is. Shoaib Malik played in two of the games. He wasn't really that good. Hafiz made way. He didn't want to play the series. He said he wanted to give new people a chance, whatever that means. But he did give new people a chance. Still Shah had a good game as well. Had one good game where he like saved us when it looked like we were going to lose. It was the first ODI, I believe, and we were down like four wickets so early. It was it was crazy because in this series our top wasn't our strength really, like our opening partnership wasn't really our strength. We didn't have crazy opening partnerships, especially in that first game. We were down four, and then our lower order saved us in that game. Hush Shah, like he he proves that he has potential. He finally kind of realized it. Although it's just Bangladesh, Bangladesh is also coming off of a terrible World Cup, and they're also playing a lot of young people. No Saki Hassan and all that shit. So, like, I don't know how much you can take into account when you pre- when preparations are being made for the, <clears throat> the World Cup, but Shah at least had one good game, so it's good for him as a player to have that on the back. I don't think he cracks our team. Unless he is somehow an all-rounder, then maybe he has a chance, but, like, no. That's the thing that we're missing, like, a really good, seeming all-rounder, because Fahim Ashram, Fahim Ashraf, I don't think is good enough, because he's not a match winner with either of them. He's, like, decent, but he won't win you any game with either, or you, I don't believe that he can, really. It might happen once in a blue moon, but, like, he won't really win you a game himself with a bat or a ball, you know? He's just decent, and and... I, I like Mohamed Wasim's bowling, and he's also faster than Fahim, and 
if his batting clicks in international level, then that would just unlock our team on another level. We would have so much, so many more options available to us, especially because he's in Australia. So we need a pace all around. It's going to be bouncy wickets. We can't just, just, well, although I think our spinners might do well because like the extra bounce will help the spinners too, you know? This is going to be interesting to see how we do there. But anyway, this was a good first series to test it out. We didn't play too well. Honestly, I would give out of 10 Pakistan probably like a like a 6.57-ish. All the games were too close. I wanted us to like destroy them, you know. We still haven't dispelled my belief that we're going to struggle as, as a team batting first. Regardless of if there's due and all of that stuff, I just think we're going to struggle batting first because we're going to struggle to set a total that will help our bowlers. Whereas the opposite is more believable, where our bowlers will help our batsmen by restricting a team, you know? Because I find it, it's so hard to defend, especially that's what's proven in the World Cup because because at the end, no matter how many runs, it's like if they hit 1-6 in the last two overs, then the runs come down so much so that, like, even if it's 15 runs and over, it's nothing. It's very doable. And Australia did it easily. And most teams do it in, like, if you need 30 runs in the last two overs, some teams do it in the in the second last over. Just need one over for that stuff. So, like, defending is so hard. Whereas batting, I think you have more control at the end as well because you can take more risks. Um, and you also have other people come in. Bowler, it's just you. You're fucked. If you, if you're, if you're having a bad over, no one else gonna come around and save you. You know, you gotta still continue and bowl that over. As a batsman, at least you get out. Another person has a chance to come in and hit. And we got enough hitting that I trust our team. You know. And I think that's why I'm okay with Asif Ali being number five because our team is relying on. Rizwan and Barber providing a safe uh, start, you know, a uh, solid start. So then we should have hitting after, right? So Fakhar Zaman is a hitting, but he also secretly actually takes his time. So he's actually not that fast. But then Heather Ali is quicker, and then Asif Ali is quicker than Heather Ali. And then you got Imad and Shadab who can also hit it. But if you need consolidation, then you send in Nawaz, who's I think, well, I like more as a proper batsman. You know, who can knock the ball around. And, but he also showed that he's capable of hitting it because he's the one who hit the six to uh, the four to, to kill the game. So he's capable of hitting. I mean, in the last game, what did he get? What did he get in the last ODI? He got, yeah, four of one ball. He just faced one ball and hit a four off of it. That's pretty freaking good. Actually, no, that's the... Sorry, that's not the last game. Oh, yeah, it is the last game. Yeah, he hit a four of the last ball. That's pretty solid. And what other? Let's, let's look at all the other games, actually. I just couldn't memorize all the scores. But overall, at least we won all three games when we didn't lose one. This this had losing that first game all over it because we were down four. We were down four, so like it was so easy to just give up 
in that game and just lose it. But like Hushtil saw, saw it as an opportunity to like, you know, be good. Shimali didn't perform. Yeah, that game, the first game even, Mohamed Nawaz made 18 off 8. Shadab had 21 off 10. Mohamed Nawaz is a secretly a good hitter. I didn't realize that. So maybe, yeah, before this series, I didn't realize that. But I remember seeing him and I'm like, okay, he can hit. So I'm comfortable actually having it be our 6, 7, 8 being Nawaz, Shadab, and Imad. Shadab is also, I like Shadab as a batsman. I liked him when I was watching him at the PSL like a year ago. Not the one that passed, the one before that. He really surprised me as a batsman and it gave me great confidence of him as the number six in, in most situations. Now that especially Mohamed Nawaz can, can show, prove that he can hit a bit, I think, yeah, Shadab is our number six. He's good enough to be that number six. And his bowling is still good. That's That was another good thing about the series. He continued to bowl well, and and he's killing it. And I love that he got his form back. Maybe he just needed to have these tournaments and things in the subcontinent to just get his rhythm back. But he's got it back, and and I'm really excited about it. He he is that X factor now. He's our X factor, you know. Like he's like a shy the freedy, but a better. He's not not a better hitter, but I think I trust him more to come good than Shai Dafridi because Shai Dafridi was either a hundred or zero, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he's and he's should and he's like a better spinner of the ball, but he's equally uh, Shai Dafridi was really effective as a bowler in T Twenty cricket, and Shadab is proving that he's just as effective, different kind of bowler, but same kind of like energy and and he got that. He got those movie star good looks. He's definitely our most handsome player, I think. Shut up. Most movie star looking player. Rizwan got man of the series, so he kept his arm. He, has, he didn't have like a crazy good series. He's He got a couple of scores, but it wasn't like really fast enough. I want to see. I, what I wanted from this series was to see our opening partnership try to improve on their flaws. See everyone try to improve on their flaws. So the opening partnership, their main flaw is is uh, is uh, their pace, how fast they hit, and they didn't prove anything with this series. They didn't hit that fast. They didn't hit any faster than they normally. They might have hit even slower. Maybe that's the wickets. But like I wanted, I would rather have seen them try to like really go for it and fail. You know, who cares if we lose one game? If you lose one game, then you can go back into your shell and try to win the series. You know, because it matters for pride. But I don't care if you lose an individual game. It'll be great for Bangladesh, but whatever. Who cares, right? All of our batsmen were pretty slow, except like Shadab and Nawaz at the end and stuff. And Heather Ali was good when he came good. But like, it's been pretty slow. So like, so yeah, Mahmoud one and Babar Azam didn't show an improvement upon the World Cup or didn't show an intent to, sh to show that improvement, to try to improve in there. So that was disappointing. Um, yeah. But but our lower order is looking pretty solid now. And I like Heather Lee in the mix. He's just a natural striker of the ball. And he, we just need to keep on giving him confidence because he's the future too. I, I, I want him in the next World Cup. I don't think we shouldn't have I don't think there's any way he should not be on the team. You know, he definitely has to be on the in the A11, in the playing 11. No doubt about it for me.
Um, yeah, but the there hasn't been like there hasn't seemed to be like an intent right now to to try to score more quickly. And I want to see that intent because it's needed. It's not like it's not needed, you know. It is definitely needed. For me, for me, should Malik and Mohamed Afiz just should retire now. They're not needed. And honestly, I would consider bringing Mohamed Amr back in. Um, he's, he's, I trust his bowling, I, his ability to not leak runs more so than Hassan Ali. You know? And he only didn't want to be a part of the team because um, because of uh, the management, and I and I believe him more than the management because Misbah and Misbah did some shady stuff to become to become the coach. Like he was hired to judge the current coaching staff, and then hired to get the next coach. He was hired to judge the Mickey Arthur coaching, and then. <laughs> and then also to find the next coach, and then he happened to be the next coach. To me, that seems like a conflict of interest when judging the previous coach. And they gave him so much power to start off with. It's, it's like, man, he just knows the politics of that world so well. So, like, I feel like I get why Mohamed Amir would feel that way because they just don't seem like they're they don't seem like they're actually good coaches, Mokhan Yunus and him. They're not real coaches because when they don't. When they're not coaching the national team, they're not going to go back to coach some team, right? That's not their normal job. But someone like Akib Jawed like, continues to coach. He's coaching right now. He doesn't have to be in the national level. He's still coaching because he wants to be a coach. That's his desire. He doesn't just want to coach the national team. Obviously, that's his highest goal, but he wants to coach regardless of where it is, you know? Um, so I always wanted him over Rakar Yunus as a coach. I feel like he would have been more effective, and and our bowling hasn't didn't really improve a lot under under Wakanius. And Werner Fernander is already better, I think, than Wakanius because he improved Harisrove or Harisrove improved at least in the one series that he played. He got better. That <laughs> Werner Fernander was consulting. I don't know how much he helped or not, but it looked like he had some influence. Nasanali did have a bad World Cup, so I don't know. If we can bring him, I think his role needs to be switched. I think we made a mistake. Every almost every team, I think, made a mistake in uh, in not opening with two seam bowlers in the in the World Cup. Even though it's a spinning track and spinners can keep the runs down, like you want to take wickets, and the most likely people to take wickets for me are the seamers in the first few overs because that's when the ball swings. And I think Hassan Ali is better when the ball there is some movement because he likes to ball at full and like on length. So. There's easily hittable when there's no swing because he's not like quick enough. But when there's some swing and seam movement, which happens early only in the first like four overs usually in T20 cricket, that's when Hassan Ali might be the most useful. And so for me, Pakistan missed a trick in that semifinal and not bowling Hassan Ali at the beginning just to see if he would have like a good start and and then capitalize on the ball swinging and, and Shaheen getting. Aaron Finch up, but, but instead we chose to go with the spinner, and it kind of worked because he didn't get leaked that many runs, but, like, we want to take wickets. I think you want to take wickets. That's the main goal 
when when you're bowling because uh, especially when you're when you're defending us you don't it's just the mingo especially in the beginning you know when when they're trying to go for the most hits it's like you get a couple of wickets then it completely slows them down and even though we got a lot of wickets early on i feel like i feel like Hassan Ali at the end is so easily hittable again that's what was proven like he's one of the easier hits and especially when he's not on form but i think there's more margin for error when he's when he's uh opening the bowling because the the singing swinging ball might help him you know and that's why i think we should in australia especially because there's no need to open with a spinner but even in the, even in the uae we should have uh, opened with the opened with those two in the last the semifinals i think it would have helped I, I guess I understand. Maybe we were worried about you, and we have three spinners, so we might as well get that out. But, but to me, it's like that fifteenth over can be bowled by a spinner, which we usually give Hassan Ali. I'd rather have it actually bowled by a spinner, and then and then you have the first over or the second over bowled by Hassan Ali. In that in that way, like you might not even need to give Hassan Ali his next two overs, right? After the first two overs he bowls within the first four overs. You might not even need to give him the last two, right? Because our spinners usually bowl so well in, in the UAE that they could all bowl uh bowl out their overs. And then that way you don't have to bowl Hassan Ali his last two, and then he doesn't get hit for the enormous amount of runs, and then maybe he doesn't even drop that catch because he isn't thinking about his bowling being bad. I don't know. He he, he had like a decent series, Hassan Ali, I believe. Yeah, in the in the what is this? The first game, yeah, in the first game he took three wickets, got four runs, uh, in four overs, and got only hit for five point five. But guess what? He he freaking opened. The bowling. So he got the second over and he bowled well and he got he got a wicket in it. So I think this proves that I was right. I, I was thinking that man, and then like it's just so disappointing that we weren't flexible. We were so inflexible with our plans in some ways, you know, especially with our. With how we started off the game, like, and then you, like, you, and then he has, like, he wouldn't give Muhammad Imad Wasim, like, an extra over. You take him out early, I think, as well, and then bring him in later on. And then sometimes it worked, but then he needed another over in a row. Sometimes it's good to keep on changing, but I think bowlers usually need two overs to get into rhythm. So if you haven't balled, like, a really bad first over, I would give that person a second over just to keep that rhythm going because you might lose it again if you wait till the end to bring that person back. Yeah, so I think that was a strategy error that Hassan Ali proved that he's better as an opening bowler because we didn't, and in the first game, we didn't have Shaheen and he he was the seamer that opened. Honestly, Mohamed Wasim also proved that he's capable of the role that we gave Hassan Ali. He bowled really well and he wasn't like opening the bowling. He came after. So like, there's an opportunity here to to groom someone who could become an all-rounder in Mahmoud Wasim if he keeps if his batting holds up. This bowling is really good, and he just a replacement for Hassan Ali's 
we're not stuck with just Hassan Ali now. Like we've this is this is what we should be doing in the year before before the Australia World Cup is we should be giving all of these players who haven't proven it an opportunity so that they get used to proving it on the international stage and then we can rely on them if we need them. Because I think you still give Hassan Ali the benefit of the doubt right now for the World Cup, cause especially because he played all these games. But if he's sucking, you're not stuck with him now because you because you at least gave the other guy other opportunities, you know? And so I like that. I like that we did that. And I like what Mohamed Wasim has produced. And he showed he's capable of doing the Hassan Ali role. We're already putting him in the role that we would want him for. Yeah, you see, even in the second game, we went for both seam bowlers then instead of instead of start opening with a spinner. I think that's the move because that's the only time the ball swings and you, who makes most of use of a swinging ball? Seamers. So it's like, why not use that? Why, not, why let the batsman off, you know? Might not always work, but I think it's just strategically the best move. Yeah. So now let's uh, let's kind of move on to the test team. So let's let's hear let's look at the Pakistan test squad and see how we like it. You know. But uh, just a, a last word. I'm really liking how our T20 squad is shaping up, especially with Heather Ali coming into form. That's super important. And all of our, if all of our other players can maintain their form, then Heather Ali comes into form. He's super. He'll inject so much energy into this team that it is necessary. But yes. Okay, yes, here. Now back to the test squad. So unlike the T20 squad, T20 team, the thing that's most settled in our batting lineup in this squad is is our middle order. You got you got you got uh, Azhar Ali, then you got Babar Azam, then you got uh, Fawad Alam and Rizwan. Those guys are going to be there all the time. So the thing that and, and the thing that's most unsettled is our is our opening. And honestly, for a test squad, I'm I'm tired of Abid Ali. I think he's done. He's already, he's also older than most people, most debutants or people like this. I, I, I'm down to try some new blood. Like, it's not working. So either you can make Azhar Ali one of the openers and then try out another opener or go for two new openers because I'm done. Like the, So in our test squad, our, the openers that we have is Abdullah Shafiq, uh, Imam Ulhaq, um, and is Abid Ali even in the squad? I thought he was. Oh, I guess not. That's so. Whoa, Abid Ali's not even in the squad, so he won't even play. That's huge for me. Like I don't, I don't. I'm done with Abid Ali, and I'm glad that Pakistan are also. I know, and I'm uh, Imran Butt got dropped for this series, and 
I'm kind of sad because he was like by far our best, our best fielder. No, Abid Ali is in the squad. He's just not on that list that I was looking at. Okay, yeah. I I honestly would open with Abdullah Shafiq and and I guess Imam Haq. Because I'm done with Abid Ali and it's good to try a right-hand, left-hand conversation. I think Imam Haq is more suited for test cricket than he is one-day cricket. So, like, I'm down to give him a shot. But honestly, I think it might even be better actually to have Azhar Ali. So, to have Abdullah Shafiq and Azhar Ali, and then that way you can fit in one of Kamran Ghulam and Saad Shaquille. Those two, I haven't really seen Kamran Ghulam bat, so I don't know how well he actually bats, but he, he killed it in domestically. So, this guy deserves a shot. And then Saad Shaquille, I remember him batting in a couple of one days, and he, his technique and everything looks solid, so I would also not be adverse to giving him a shot, you know? But I don't, I don't know who we're going to go for. I just hope it's not – we don't go for our opening partnership being Imam and uh, – and, uh, Abidali, that would be the worst too. I think. Please don't choose that. I want to try. We have a, we have had Abdullah Shafiq in our squad for so long, but he's never gotten a shot. I want us to give him a shot this series. He deserves it. Let's build for our future right now, especially while we have such a settled, settled uh, uh, middle order. We need to find our openers for the future, and we haven't found it yet. We haven't found a consistent opening. Partnership that's going to sustain us. Right now we're we're short. So Abdullah Shafiq better get that shot. Been the squad for so long. Don't please don't let Imam Ulhaq overtake him. I'd rather give him this I'd rather give this guy a shot. He's he's young as hell too, eh? Going for the I like giving young guys shots, especially in a series like this where we're heavy favorites against the other squad. Might as well give someone a shot, you know? And then, um, and so the, that's the concern with our batting. Our bowling is also pretty settled in, uh, uh, well, mostly our seamers are settled. So our three seamers are Abbas, um, Hassan Ali and Shaheen. And that's pretty good bowling. I think Abbas is going to fit nicely with those two. Maybe even instead of... I would even give Harris Rauf a chance, even though he, he didn't make the squad for some reason. We chose only Nassim Shah instead. I would rather give Harris Rauf a shot because... He's such a good uh, – he's so fast, but he gives the effort 100% of the time. Nassim Shah doesn't always appear fast. I don't know why, you know. And so so for me, I want more. 
I'm having a also. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly having a hard time remembering what our team was like because I feel like we the last time we played a test was so long ago, and I'm and I'm I'm looking through through all of our fixtures. It's not even in a, in our list. Let's see. Okay, perfect. Oh, maybe I went too far. Sorry. Sorry, just uh, bear with me a second while I look it up. But just so the thing that's unsettled in our team is uh, in our bowling is, I believe, our I guess I, I just lost a lot of faith in Hassan Ali because of this T20 World Cup. But he's been pretty good in test matches. He's capable of taking wickets. So him, Abbas, and Shaheen Shah are pretty pretty freaking good and you got Nassim as our fourth if he can just improve upon his thing in Australia what he did in Australia his first series then I'm I'm back on board but right now for me Harris Roof is a better option I just like his pace he he serves the same purposes in the same shot but he does it more consistently in my mind he always puts in that effort and so so for me it's it's why not why not try him you know see this so this is our i'm looking at our february 4th test against south africa so yeah our middle order is azali babarazam fawad alam and then rizwan so i don't mind rizwan becoming number five so so if you move azali to open with abdullah shafiq then we got then we can get babarazam at three and then we can uh, we can leave Fawad Alam at five, but then we can try someone else in the middle, like Kamran Ghulam or Saad Shakil. The middle, then Fawad Alam, Rizwan. And then, and then you have, uh, and then you have space for an all rounder. I, th I think. Who would you? I would honestly go Shadab. Is Shadab in our test squad? Oh, I think we missed out in not putting Shadab in our test squad. I think it would go to Fahim Ashraf, the spot. So this is what I believe our lineup is going to be based on what we did against uh, South Africa. Is it, let's see if there's an earlier test match, actually. But our, but our opening partnership, this is what I want our lineup to be, actually. Other than what I believe it will be. So our our opening partnership would be our opening partnership would be um, would be Abdullah Shafiq and Azra Ali. Then you go with Babar Azam, and then you have Kaman Gulam or Saad Shakil. Then you have Fawad Alam, Rizwan, Fahim Ashraf, and then and then Noman Ali. Numan Ali or Sajid Khan, one of those spinners, or Bilal Asif, one of those three. I think it probably should go to Noman Ali. He's also like one of the better batsmen of the three. You got Noman Ali, Hassan Ali, Mahmoud Abbas, and Shaheen Shah. That's a solid lineup. You got four seamers and one spinner. But I think if you want to go for two spinners, then you got to get a spinner that's an all-rounder. And, and to me... That that would have been perfect for Shadab. Shadab is almost as good a bat. He's a better batsman, I think, than Fahim Ashraf anyway. 
and spinning has been on form. Like this would have been a good series to try him out as a test player because I want him to be our test player too. His batting is so good, temperament is so good. It's just his spinning in the in test matches needs to improve, and it's capable of that if you just give him the opportunity. And this is the perfect opportunity. A match against Bangladesh. You know? Even though these matches count, but like... Whatever. Our last series against... Uh, like, that's the only reason why... Azur Ali stays is because he... Abid Ali stays is because he got like this huge 200 against Zimbabwe. But like, I don't weigh that really heavily at all. And to me, that doesn't even matter. Who's the spinner that we went? We went with Noman Ali and Sajid Khan. We go with two spinners, eh? I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I guess it's replacing Fahim Ashraf. I don't mind it. Is Sajid Khan good at batting? I guess Sajid Khan is pretty good at batting. Noman Ali got ninety-seven against Zimbabwe, so he's also good at batting. So I guess we can afford to go with two spinners as well, even though one of them. Won't. But to me, it just doesn't make sense that it wouldn't be. Be uh, sh uh, shut up because right now it's two off spinners, right? You you can have an off spinner and an leg spinner, so shut up actually fits perfectly on our on our test teams in the subcontinent. So I think this is a big mistake by management to not include Shadab in this. Uh, unless we're worried about his health because he's just coming back from like a bunch of injuries, but to me it's in a golden opportunity. So we'll we'll see how we do. I, it's been so long that I don't even remember. Our last series was also against Zimbabwe, so it was not the strongest of opponents. Bangladesh will be a bigger test than that, especially at home. So we'll see how we do, but uh, there shouldn't be any issues. We should win this pretty easily. And uh, our bowling is so strong. I hope we play all three of our seamers. I want, I want to see Muhammad Abbas. It's felt like a long time since I've seen him. He's always so good with his line and length. Mother Bas and Shaheen Shah, I think, complement each other so well. They have such a vice grip on the opening. Like they'll they won't they leak out for runs and they'll bowl good lengths and wicket taking deliveries. It's it's uh it's gonna be hard to survive that. I I predict we're gonna get at least one wicket every in all in in all of the matches, in all of the tests, one wicket every at least in the ten overs. In the first ten overs, we'll get at least one wicket. Based on just our bowling item. It's so good. In test matches, it's not as important the toss, I think, whether you win. Unless, like, the wicket is going to deteriorate, then you'd want to probably bat first in test matches so that you get to bowl last, especially if you go with two spinners. But again, it's the perfect opportunity to, to get Shadab in this team as the second spinner. With Noman Ali, you know. Then you have three seamers and two spinners. That's pretty good. Also, I don't get why we never bowl Fawad Alam. Fawad Alam is a decent enough bowler to like. Right, I don't. You don't need to bowl him like thirty overs, but decent enough to get like five overs, ten overs, just to see if it will work and if you'll magically get a wicket somehow. Test him out. Sometimes he might get it to spin. Who knows? He was a decent enough bowler, I remember. At one point, he was the number one ranked T20 bowler in 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 Pakistan's domestic circuit. 
He was the number one batsman too, but like he was that good at one point or that capable at one point in the shorter forms of the game. So why not give him a try out? But I'm I just hope we don't go with Imam al Haq and Abid Ali as our opening partnership. Nope. Please choose what I chose. That way we also get to try out one of these strong middle order batsmen who've been killing it. And then that way we have someone coming in once Fawad Alam eventually leaves. Because Fawad Alam's Alam, he's probably got max five more years. Might as well set up the next guy as well, you know, to take over for him and have him in the middle order. And then move uh, move Azrali to the opening. He's killed it as an opener. So might as well just move him right now. Him and Abdullah Shafiq, I think, will be good. Abdullah Shafiq supposedly has good technique. I haven't seen him enough to get judgment on that. That's why I want to see him. I want to see him. And honestly, I want to see Kamran Ghulam because I haven't seen this guy. Even though Sachikil, I think, is very solid, I want to see Kamran Ghulam. I feel bad for Harris, Ro- Harris Sohail. He was at one point killing it, I remember. And, and he was a strong part of our testing. And then he didn't do one series because of COVID. And then he just, when he played again, he just wasn't the same, I think, because he, he also got a knee injury and stuff. And then he just, his. He fell out of place, out of the squad. And he was very solid at one point. But he clearly had the weakness for that square cut, and then he hits it too, too much in the air and then gets out, caught at either gully or like that square point area. But yeah, our, our test team is pretty settled in the middle, which I like. It's like pretty strong, like... I was so happy when Fahad Alam got a shot. Like, I loved that he got a shot, and I, I'm i glad that they persisted with him a little bit. That's the only one great thing that Mizbah has done is, like, one of the great things that Mizbah has done, a few of the great things. One of the few great things Mizbah did was, like, Fawad Alam's persistence with Fawad Alam after not persisting with him for so long as a captain. He did it, finally did it as a coach, and he's paid dividends. He's, he's like our... He might be even more reliable than Babar Azam in our lineup right now. He might be our most reliable test batsman right now. I think he is because he's so consistent. Always either and, and he barely makes 50s. When he gets to 50, he gets to 100 generally. He's been so consistent in the past year. To me, he's definitely one of our best batsmen. And I'm excited to, to see what he does. We also have this player called Zahid Mahmoud. Is he... Uh, I believe he's a seam bowler, right? I'm interested to see how he does. I haven't seen, or I don't know anything about him. What makes him qualified to be better than the others? But I'm down to see him. Can't believe Rauf was like. Oh, I think Rauf is better. Oh, Zahid Mahmoud's a leg spinner. Hmm, I'm curious to see him being tried out. Is this the spinner that we think will take over from Yasser Shah? So Yasser Shah is basically done. I know he has another engineering plans are coming back. Nope, he's done. So I'm curious to see how this all works out. We will find out later, but it's got me excited for this test match because I want to see all these different new players that I haven't seen before. And I hope Pakistan tries out at least two. And the two I said, Kamran Ghulam and, and Abdullah Shafiq.
but I feel like Pakistan's going to do the boring thing and do Imam al-Haq and Abid Ali. Because Abid Ali made a double century recently and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't count that that much. That was against Zimbabwe. I guess, yeah, I'm sorry, Zimbabwe, I don't mean to insult you there, but Abid Ali does that. He has a string of bad games and then randomly will score a double century. I'd rather have someone who scores 50 in in 7 out of 10 games than someone who scores a double century every 10 games. You know, like, who cares about that? And so I'm curious to see what the Pakistan coaching staff decides. Also, who is the coach? Is it still Saklim Ashtak? I believe Saklim Ashtak is still the coach, right? <laughs> I know Werner Philander is also making it through to this series, but but uh, Matthew Hayden, I believe, is gone. So let's see who the coaching staff decides. I'm also excited to see who Pakistan sticks, if Pakistan sticks with this guy as coach or not. That'll be interesting to see too. A lot of things to see with this series, even though it's not a high-profile series. There's a lot of little things to be excited about to see um, and uh, to learn from this uh, Test Match series, specifically with who Pakistan is looking for at the f- with the future. Because you got a lot of youngsters in here, you might as well try them on, but also to see how they perform. The people who haven't played in a while, like Farad Alam, is he still good? He should still be good. Excited to see him. I just love him. His story is so good. The underdog, weird freaking stance. Everyone makes fun of him, but he believes in himself so much that he doesn't care what other people say. And then he, after slumming it for like decades, or like a decade at least, he finally comes back and he kills it. Absolutely murders it becomes Musaraba. We could have had this for so long. We needed him so much earlier than he came. We could have had him like five years ago, or like at least four years ago, and could have been there instead of such a fake or as early. He's better than both of them. What misfortune? What have we missed out on? He could have helped us win so many series that we lost, especially with like. If if you had a lineup with Babur Azam, Babur Azam, Yunus Khan, him and Miss Bawal Huck, ooh, that that would have been hard to freaking penetrate, you know? Oof. Just thinking about it gives me the heebie jeebies, but too bad. At least at least he's there now and he can help prop this team up. I want to see Mohammed Rizwan get back his form. He needs to get some sentries under his belt. He needs to carry over his T20 form into the other formats. Right now, he's, his best average is in T20, which is kind of nuts because that's the form where you got to hit the most, so your average should be the lowest. And he hasn't really been able to, like, really... He had a really good T2020 and early 2021 with test matches, and then he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Like what is his? What is his average? It's forty-one. It's surprisingly good. Wow. Yeah, he's a solid batsman, and I'm looking forward to him to like really kicking it off and making centuries. I want I want Pakistan to reach a five hundred score. We can do it, and then have like three centuries in there in Babar Azam, Fawad Alam, and Rizwan. 
or one of the new guys as well making the century or 50 in there as well. That would be very nice. Like a 500 for like five. Ooh, that would be nice to see with all of our players getting in form. Yeah. Well, there's not much else to talk about. Just just about my excitement. I'm not really previewing like the Bangladesh side and who I think. Obviously, I think Pakistan's going to win this. I think they're heavy favorites. So for me, it's, it's not about that. It's just about what I'm excited to see from this series. I'm excited to see if we try new players, which I hope we do. Besides, just see our bowling lineup together again because we haven't really seen a lot of Abbas, Hassan Ali, and Shaheen Shah. So I want to see them again. Um, again, I'm looking forward to seeing if Rizwan can carry his form, his ridiculous form in T20 cricket into test matches. Babar Azam to really cement his place in test matches. He hasn't really... He the, There was a period where he cemented it, but then ever since he became captain, he hasn't really, like, got an amazing scores, you know? So let's see if he can do that this series, get, like, three centuries or, like, a century every test match, every almost every innings. Let's see if he can do that. He's capable. He's definitely capable. And then our opening partnership. I hope we try stuff. If not the first, then... First test match, the second test match. Be better. Try stuff because I'm tired. The same old people. We need new blood in our opening partnership for the future. I would have rather they stuck with Sean Masood than Abid Ali. I, Sean Masood has a better future, I think. I think he could also potentially become a captain one day. Even though he's the same age as Barber, so that's unlikely. But, like, I just like him, and he seems like an intelligent person, and... He's left-handed too, which is important. He made that century in England. He just needs to work on his stance a little bit more and work on his patience a bit more. But he's shown that he's capable of doing that in 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 uh, harsh environments. And I want to see that be nurtured more. Like it seems like we've completely forgotten about it. Like he's not part of the squad anymore. Now he's just doing like. Talks on Crick Info <laughs> rather than actually playing for a Pakistan team. And I, I would it would have been nice to at least see him in the squad. I would rather him there than Imam al Haq. But maybe I'm just biased against Imam al Haq because I don't like the way he plays. But he could get chosen and then prove me completely wrong. Either way, I just don't want Abid Ali to be there. But I'm going to be wrong. We will see. We will see. And then. We'll see if how you, well Pakistan play. Maybe we even lose, and that would be a complete shock, and then it would completely ruin my mood, but I don't think we'll lose. But, yeah, we, we will see how it goes, and I'll I'll see you all after that. Hopefully, I'll be talking to you about a Pakistan win and, and a convincing win where all the stuff I said just happens, where all, all these three centuries and... Wickets and innings win. <laughs> Let's hope for the best. And I'll see you all after the test match. Pakistan's in the butt. <laughs>